0: My name is Father Mark Thibodeau, and I'm a Jesuit priest, and I'm originally from Church Point, Louisiana. Mitchell and I have been the best of friends since we were five years old. We were the best of friends, but I'm not Mitchell's best friend. Mitchell's best friend is here too, and I'll point him out a little later for you. Mitchell and I were inseparable from the age of five to the age of 18. We were so closely knit and I was at his house so many times that Miss Mary, his mother, called me, had a nickname for me. She called me the Flea on the Dog because I would never go away. I was like a flea that never went away. So that was my nickname growing up, Flea on the Dog. Mitchell taught me all about farming because he had farm animals uh, at, uh, at his house, and I loved learning about the farm animals. And I think it was Mitchell who taught me how to coax a live chicken to fall asleep in your arms. You'd be surprised how seldom that is needed in the life of a priest. But I'm still very proud of that skill to this day. Mitchell and I had thousands of hours celebrating rituals in the church as altar servers. And my favorite one was the feast of St. Francis when Mitchell in his beautiful clean white alb, holding his rabbit who peed on his alb, as father was blessing him. <laughs> Mitchell and I as little kids played priest while all the other boys were playing fireman and detective and soldier. I hardly remember a time when Mitchell and I didn't want to be priests. In fact, I probably owe my Jesuit vocation to Mitchell because in my senior year, halfway through my application process to the, to the Diocese of Lafayette, Mitchell told me that Miss Ross, our other history teacher, said that I should be a Jesuit, and all of a sudden, I wanted to be a Jesuit out of nowhere, and a few months later, I was in, and I've been in since uh, ever since—34 years now. Mitchell and I entered together, uh, or separately together, in 1988. He went to the Austin Seminary, and I went to the Jesuit Novitiate in Grand Coteau. Nine long years later, Mitchell was ordained a priest, and I was years away from becoming a priest. I went to Mitchell's ordination with great joy and I put my alb on and I was placed next to the 17 and 18 year old seminarians and and uh, they were much younger than me and I felt a little strange. I wondered if the Jesuits would ever ordain me. The SJ behind our name we say stands for slow Jesuit because it takes <laughs> us so long And I don't remember if I actually asked Mitchell this, or if I just fantasized about it, asking him, Mitchell, if you become a bishop and I'm still not ordained, would you secretly ordain me? (laughs) Mitchell and I have been, both have been priests for a long time now, though, and, and we continue to be the best of friends. And we've shared so many times together, and some of them as priest, and that has been wonderful. Mitchell and I have helped each other to discern our paths and discern important decisions in our lives as priests. I was uh, a Jesuit for many, many years before, just a few years ago, for the first time, I became a parish priest because most Jesuits aren't parish priests. And I went to Mitchell and I said, just like you taught me how to put that chicken to sleep, you need to teach me how to be a parish priest. And Mitchell taught me how to be a parish priest. One of my fondest memories of Mitchell and I in our priesthood was not so much celebrating the sacrament, but the two of us prayerfully saying out loud, reading out loud, the Sermon on the Mount, on the Mount in in Israel. I'll never forget that moment. And another moment that I will always hold precious in my heart was the, the, the time that I had the privilege of, kind of celebrating in Miss Mary's funeral, Mitchell's mom's funeral. Today we celebrate the queenship of Mary and we get to read my favorite reading about Mary, the Annunciation, when the angel Gabriel comes and says go to Mary and Mary goes. It's one of my favorite readings because when I was 18 shortly after I left Mitchell to go to the novitiate I went on my my 30-day silent retreat, as we all do in our novitiate, and, and I prayed, I remember the moment, I remember the moment like it was yesterday, I prayed on the second floor balcony of our retreat house in Gran Coteau, and I remember the tree, and I, I sat in that chair last night, as I said my prayers before I went to bed in Gran Coteau, I, I sat on this chair and looked at this tree, and, and I imagined, as Ignatius would want me to do, I imagine. Uh, Mary I imagine the scene and, and Mary was 18 years old uh, in my imagination and the angel Gabriel comes down and I saw the whole scene in my prayer a, a, the angel Gabriel coming and Angel Gabriel saying to Mary go and Mary saying yes and then my prayer went on and and I was 18 as I was in that moment and and the angel Gabriel came to me and said Mark go. And I said, yes. It was an important moment, a very important moment in my novitiate and in my vocation. Decades went by, and I was in my 40s, decades later. And I wanted to do what Ignatius calls a repetitio, a repetition of that that wonderful moment that I remembered back when I was 18. I was at a retreat house in Mississippi, and I I I set the whole thing up. I opened the Bible passage to the Annunciation and I I got my my hot cup of coffee and I set the lighting just right and I moved the chair towards the window and I even opened the window so, you know, Gabriel could get in easier. And I set it all up just so I can have a repetition of this wonderful prayer. And and I began my prayer in silence and, and, and waited for Gabriel to come. And I waited and i waited and i waited and gabriel didn't show up and after a good while more mary showed up but she wasn't 18 anymore she was in her 40s just like me and i said mary i wanted to have that moment again back when you was you were 18 and i was 18 and The angel said, go, and you went, and the angel said, go to me, and I went. Mary, I want to have that moment again. And Mary says, yes, I remember that moment well. She said, did you ever notice the last line of that story, the line that the deacon just read? The last line of the story is, and then the angel departed from her. She said, that was a wonderful moment when the angel told me go and I went. But then the angel departed and the angel never came back. And she said, after that, there were a lot of loads of laundry and a lot of meals to cook and a a lot of messes to clean up. She said, she said, you know, Mark, every time you want to pray about vocation, you want to go to those wonderful, exciting, dramatic go moments, the moments when you hear go from the angel and you go. But she said, the truth is, 95% of vocation is not about go. It's about stay. It's about staying. Staying put. And we remember and we know and we thank God for those moments in scripture, those dramatic moments when we see Mary doing these incredibly exciting things. And we thank Mary for those moments, but we also thank her for all of the ordinary moments of motherhood that she experienced with Jesus. The ordinary moments. We thank her for the moments that she went, but we thank her for the moments that she stayed as well. At some point, the angel came to Mitchell Guidry and said, go, and tonight we celebrate that he went. But go happens to be the easier part of vocation. It's stay that's more difficult. Many, many people, all of these priests can tell you from the seminary, many, many people go but only a few stay, and so we're celebrating Mitchell's go and we're celebrating his stay. We're celebrating Mitchell's graduate degrees and his incredible intellect, especially in theology and history that you all know so well. We're celebrating Mitchell's, the fact that he's such a great priest and so knowledgeable, but also such a model priest that that bishops and seminary directors have asked him to teach in seminaries. We we celebrate the fact that, that everywhere Mitchell went, Mitchell was a success as a pastor. We celebrate the fact that Mitchell intercedes for his congregation, like the time he interceded for you, kneeling in these pews, praying that Hurricane Delta would not hit you. So we celebrate Mitchell's goes, but we celebrate his stays too. We celebrate the hundreds of cups of coffee that Mitchell has had with a lonely person who who was by themselves at their house and didn't get a visitor except for Mitchell. We celebrate the fact that when toilets overflows, he's there. And when the roof leaks, he stays. We celebrate the fact that when the financial reports get more and more bewildering, he stays. He doesn't go, he stays. We celebrate that Mitchell comes on this altar, this pulpit, this ambo, with a brilliant insight on Sundays. But we also celebrate the Sundays when he didn't come up with anything so great, but he came anyway. He came anyway, and he did the best he could to inspire you. We celebrate when Mitchell had just the right thing to say in the confessional, and we celebrate the times when he had no idea what to say. But he was there anyway, and he didn't go anywhere, because he stayed. We celebrate. The days when Sunday morning came and the alarm rang and he was fired up and ready to go. And we celebrate those other Sundays too. Those other Sundays when the snooze button looks so attractive. I have a parishioner, an elderly parishioner who comes to Mass every every morning at 7 a.m. and she has a hard time coming to Mass at 7 a.m. and she says, you know Father, every morning the alarm rings to wake me up for 7 a.m. Mass, and I tell God, God, if you put the first foot down, I can take care of the rest. We celebrate the days when Mitchell has to say that to the Lord, Lord, you gotta put the first foot down, I'll take care of the rest. And we celebrate the second foot. We celebrate that Mitchell stayed. We should thank and praise the Queen we should thank the queen for the extraordinary moments of her life. We thank her for her fiat, for her, 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 her fleeing to Egypt, her finding her child in the temple. We thank her most especially for the incredible moment of sitting and standing and kneeling before her son's cross. We thank the queen for all of this today but we thank you for all of the ordinary moments too. All of the ordinary moments of motherhood. We thank her for going, and we thank her for staying. Today, I'm celebrating Mitchell's loyalty to me as a friend, but all of us are celebrating Mitchell's loyalty to his best friend. Today we celebrate his loyalty to his best friend, his friend who loved him before he was born. We celebrate Mitchell's loyalty to the friend who was loyal to him even unto death, death on a tree. We celebrate Mitchell's loyalty to the friend who was with him in the good days of his priesthood and the hard times of his priesthood, and all of the ordinary moments, too. We celebrate Mitchell's loyalty to the son of the queen. I told you I would point out Mitchell's best friend, and I'll do so as soon as he lifts him up at the altar of God, as he has done for 25 years.